The Mishnah has continued to talk about the laws of Nagoim that appear on clothes, and we have learned that if a nega at the end of the first week when the clothes are brought to the Koyain for another examination, if they are still a deep red or a deep green colour that the nega originally was, or even if it has become slightly duller and it is not as bright or deep as it needs to be to be confirmed as tsara'as. Nevertheless, that is sufficient that a certain procedure does need to be done at the end of that first week, and that is applying a solution of seven different cleansing substances over that nega in order to try and remove it, and if the nega remains there, then the item of clothing would need to be left for another week, and the comb would examine it at the end of that week. If at the end of the second week the nega is a deep green or a deep red colour, then the comb would declare it to be tsaras, it would be tome impure, and it would actually need to be burnt. Now, if it is still green or red, but it's not as bright or deep as the deep red or green colour that the Torah describes, so then it depends. If at the end of the first week it was also not so deep or bright, that means that at both of those examinations, the nega didn't reach such a deep, bright green or red. So in such a case, the nega would not be deemed to be tsara'as at all. However, if at the end of the first week it was a deep colour, and at the end of the second week only it is now, it's still grey, it's still red or green, however it is not so deep or bright, in that scenario we learnt in the previous Mishnah that it's more lenient than if the nega were totally deep green or deep red. In that case, the entire item of clothing needs to be burnt. But in this case, where at the end of the second week it became less deep, it is now a duller green or red, then the part of the item of clothing that has the nega needs to be torn out of the garment, and that needs to be burnt. However, the rest of that item of clothing can remain. However, if a nega will come back to that item of clothing later on, then the Torah states that the entire item of clothing would need to be burnt. And at least according to the first opinion of the previous Mishnah, there is a requirement to sew a new piece of cloth in place of where the part of the item of clothing that had been removed was, to allow the nega to return to that part as well, so that we can determine whether the item of clothing is needs to be burnt or not. And the Mishnah says that if a nega comes back to that item of clothing but it returns to a different place on that item of clothing, not the replacement part of the cloth. Then the entire item of clothing needs to be burnt, but the piece of cloth which was just added, that piece of cloth is not considered to be an item of clothing to which a nega returned, because this cloth wasn't there originally when the nega was there. And the Torah says that the item of clothing to which the nega returned needs to be burnt. And we learn from there that Matzles Hamatles, he's able to save the patch of cloth that he added on to this item of clothing, and he can remove that again, and it wouldn't need to be burnt. And in fact, that item of clothing would be fully pure, and he can use it for whatever he wants. Chosana Matles, what happens if the nega develops on that exact spot where this new piece of cloth was added on to the item of clothing? So now we can view this in two different ways. On the one hand, the cloth currently is certainly part of the item of clothing, and therefore the Mishnah says, sorry for sabeged, the item of clothing needs to be burnt, because it's considered to be that the nega returned to the item of clothing. However, in terms of the piece of cloth itself, if we pinpoint that piece of cloth and look at it in and of itself, 
This is the first time that it has had a connection to a negar. It's not considered to be a negar returning to that piece of cloth. This is the first time that a negar has been on this piece of cloth, and therefore that piece of cloth is treated as an item on which a negar has just grown for the first time, and we would need to wait a week, and the coin would examine it again, and they would go through the process of a negar that appears on an item of clothing. Continues the Mishnah. Musgar, or Matsuyo Musgar, generally refers to somebody who has tsara'as, and we are waiting to determine his status, so he's by himself for a week, and he'll return at the end of the week to the coin for another examination. Over here, the Mishnah uses that same term, musgar, to describe an item of clothing at the end of the two weeks, where at the end of the first week it was a deep green or red, and at the end of the second week it was duller, and therefore that part of the garment was cut out, and that needs to be burnt. But with regards to the rest of the item of clothing... Essentially, we are waiting to see whether the nega returns. It doesn't necessarily mean that it is currently considered to be tome impure. However, if the nega will return to that item of clothing, then it will need to be burnt. So in that sense, it is considered to be musgar. We are, to a certain extent, waiting to determine its status. And the Mishnah says, If somebody ties a patch from this item of clothing, he takes a part of the material on that garment and he ties it to a different garment which is fully pure and has never had a nega on it before. And then, Chosar nega la beged, a nega develops again on the remaining part of that item of clothing. The Mishnah says, just like that item of clothing needs to be burnt, the part which was torn off of it, also it needs to be burnt. So, Samatlis, he would be obligated to burn the patch that had been taken off of that item of clothing because it was originally part of that item of clothing. He's not able to get out of this requirement by taking part of it off of it. And the Mishnah says, Chazal Matlis, if the nega redeveloped on this patch that he actually tore off of the item of clothing and tied it to a different pure item of clothing, if the nega develops on there, then Habeged Horishon Yisarif, the rest of the garment from which he tore this off, needs to be burnt. Like we just saw, even once part of it has been torn off, we still view it all as being the same item of clothing. And obviously, all the more so, the patch itself onto which the nega return needs to be burnt. However, it shouldn't be burnt yet, because if you think about it, right now, this is connected to another item of clothing. It was sewn onto that other item of clothing, and just like we mentioned beforehand, we have two different ways of viewing this patch. On the one hand, if you view it in and of itself... Here, it's really the opposite of the case we had earlier on. If you view it in and of itself, so it's considered to be that the nega is returning to that patch of cloth. But we also can view it as being a part of this larger item of clothing, which has never had a nega beforehand. And so in terms of the rest of that item of clothing, we need to wait to see if the nega will spread. And therefore the Mishnah says that the Hamatlis, this patch to which the nega returned and is currently sewed to a larger item of clothing, it will serve as a sign for us to determine whether the, the item of clothing to which it is attached will be considered something that has tsaras or not. We'll wait to see if the nega spreads or if it changes color, etc., which will determine the status of the rest of that larger item of clothing. Mishnah Zion. Unlike all of the Nagoim that we have learned about until now, the Pisyoin, the expanding in size of a nega that appears on an item of clothing, does not necessarily need to be adjacent to the original nega. 
It doesn't have to be that same nega getting larger. Even if an additional nega develops elsewhere on that same item of clothing, that would also be considered pisyon, a spreading of the nega. And because of that, the Mishnah says, Kaito is either a certain type of clothing, or it's a type of curtain. And this particular kaito, which the Mishnah is talking about, has stripes, and there are coloured stripes, and white stripes, and they alternate. There's a coloured one, then a white one, a coloured one, etc. The nega can spread from one white stripe to another, as we already learned. Wool or linen items of clothing can only become tommy with tsara'as if they are naturally white. So only a nega which is on the white part would be considered tsara'as. So if there was a nega on one stripe, and then later on at the end of the first week, when the item of clothing was examined again by the koyen, he saw that a new nega had developed on the same item of clothing on a different white stripe. Even though there are coloured stripes which make a block in between those two, even in that case, it is considered to be a spread of the nega, and it would be confirmed as tsara'as. Shalos Rebeliezer, the students asked Rebeliezer the following question. What would happen in a case where there is only one white stripe on the whole garment, and the nega already fills that white stripe, and there's nowhere else on that item of clothing to which it is able to spread? Is there any purpose in even telling the person to return at the end of the week for another examination of that item of clothing? It's not possible for the nega to spread and be confirmed as tsara'as, because there's nowhere else on the item of clothing for it to spread to. Omar Lohen, Rebeleza, said to them, I know that the law is that the item of clothing is treated as something that could possibly be tsara'as, and it does need to be brought back to the koyen for an additional examination. However, loishomati... I didn't hear the reason for this. I heard from my teachers that this is indeed the law, but I do not know what the reason for this is, because there is nowhere for the nega to spread. Am I allowed to teach regarding this law? Meaning, can I explain what the reason is? said to him, If it's in order to establish and explain the words of the Chachomim, then hey, yes, you can. said to him that the reason why it could possibly be Tzara'as, even if there is no possibility for it to spread, is because we've already learnt that unlike regular going on a person's skin, which generally need to change somewhat, or a different feature needs to be introduced for the nega to be confirmed and deemed as definite Tzara'as, with regards to a nega on an item of clothing, that's not the case. Even if it remains the same for two weeks, as long as at the end of the two weeks it is a deep green or a deep red colour, then it would be confirmed as tsara'as. So it doesn't matter that there's no option for it to spread. Perhaps it will remain the same for two weeks. And a nega that remains the same on items of clothing for two weeks, Tome is impure and it's confirmed to be definite Tzara'as. Or my lawyer, Beliezer, said to him, You are a great wise man, because you succeeded in establishing and explaining the words of the Chachomim. The next part of the Mishnah shows that although we mentioned a unique law with regards to Nagoyim on items of clothing, that it is considered to be pisyoin, the spreading and expanding of the nega, even if it's not adjacent to the original nega, and it's not that same nega expanding. Nevertheless, there is a crucial difference, because a pisyoin has samoch. If the nega spreads adjacent to where the original nega was, that same nega gets larger, 
Kol Shehu, even if it gets larger by the tiniest amount, that is enough to be considered Pisyain, and the Nega would be considered Saras. However, Harachik, if the Pisyain, the spreading, occurs further away, a new Nega develops on that same item of clothing, but it's not right next to that same Nega, it's not the same Nega expanding in size. Then, Kagris, it needs to be at least the size of a bean, just like the first original Nega needs to be. And the Mishnah ends off with regards to a item of clothing that at the end of the first week was a deep green or red. At the end of the second week, it was duller. And as we learned, the law in such a case is that the part of the garment that has the nega, that needs to be torn out and burnt. And with regards to the rest of the garment, we wait to see whether the nega will return. Now, when the nega returns, the Mishnah says, for the nega to return and require the entire item of clothing to be burnt, that's only if Kagris, the nega that redevelops there, is at least the size of a bean, which is the minimum size for a regular nega. Mishnaches, even before the items of clothing have been woven and are fully completed, hashesi v'ho'erev, the vertical threads and the horizontal threads which are used for weaving, mitamim banagoyim yod, can themselves become tome with nagoim immediately once they've been formed. That means that once the threads have been spun and are ready to be woven, already from that point, they are able to become tome with tsara'as. Now, each thread by itself is obviously too thin for a nega to be considered a nega at all. It's not going to be the width of a bean. However, when the thread is all wrapped around a stick or a ball, and it's all together, and a nega appears on the surface, and it crosses a number of different threads. If that nega is at least the minimum size of a bean, even if it is across different parts of the thread, it's not really different threads, it's one very long thread. But the point is, if on the surface of that ball of thread there is a nega, which is the minimum size, then it would be considered saras, and the entire thread would need to be burnt, if indeed it is confirmed to be saras. Rabbi Yehuda Yehuda says that there is an additional condition for these threads to become tome with tsaras, and that is that they must be considered completed. Not necessarily completed items of clothing, but the threads themselves must be fully ready and have reached the final stage for them to be now woven. And therefore, hashesi, the vertical threads, which by the way are much thinner than the horizontal threads, the Erev ones, Mishay Sholek, only once they have been boiled, and that turns them white generally, and that is usually done, and therefore until that has been done, it is not considered to be a completed thread. The Erev Miyad, whereas the Erev threads, which are thicker and generally not boiled, those, as soon as the those threads have been spun, they are considered to be ready to be woven, and already from that point onwards, they can become tome with Nagoim. And bundles of linen threads, whether it be the horizontal or vertical threads, all of those are generally whitened. They are heated up, and that way they turn white. And only once they have Mishes Labnu, only once they have whitened, are they considered to be sufficiently ready, and they would be able to become Tome with Tsara'as. Continues the Mishnah. How large does the ball of wool overall need to be in order for it to become Tome with Tsara'as if a nega appears on its surface? The answer is enough to weave the smallest possible material that would be considered possibly an item of clothing or a cloth. And that is something that is three by three finger breadths. 
So the Mishnah says, Enough thread that would be able to be woven into a cloth that is three by three finger breadths, both horizontally and vertically, with the, both threads. Even if this particular ball of thread, Afilu Kuloshesi, is totally the made up of vertical threads, it's all one long thread that's wrapped around a ball, and it's all the Shesi thread, or Afilu Kulo Erev, if it's all the horizontal Erev thread. We imagine as if it was both types, in order to calculate the size at least, and the amount of thread, if we were to use half of it as Erev or Shesi, would there indeed be enough? And if so, then the thread itself would be able to become Tome with Tsaraas. Hosepsikos, if the thread was made up of lots of different threads, as opposed to being one continuous thread, then Enam Tambanagoyim, it cannot become Tome with Tsaraas, even if a nega appears on the surface of the ball of thread, since it runs across different threads which are not all connected it would not be able to become Tomei with Tsaraas, and Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda takes it a step further and says, Even if there is one break in the thread, it's not all one thread, let's say it's two, but he tied the two threads together. So ultimately they are connected, it's just not the same one single thread. Even in that case, according to Rabbi Yehuda, it would not become Tomei with Nagoyim, with Tsaraas. Because anyway, it's quite a novelty that a nega appearing on the surface which is not really continuously in terms of the thread itself, the length of the thread, it's not continuous. It's just that right now, that part of the thread is right next to the other part of the thread. So the nega on the surface is at least the size of a bean. But it's parts of the thread which, by chance, are right next to each other right now. So according to Huda, this novel type of tsaraas only applies if indeed it is the same single thread. Mishnah test. This Mishnah continues to talk about the extent of different threads or disconnected threads being considered like one. If one has two balls around which thread is supposed to be wrapped, and one is transferring the thread from one ball to the other. So he unravels some of the thread from one ball, and he ravels it around the ball that is next to it. And in the middle of the process, so you've got these two balls, which have half of the thread wrapped around this one, and half of the thread is wrapped around the other ball. If the same was being done with thread that is wrapped around a stick instead of being wrapped around a ball, and he's transferring it from one stick to the other, and he's unraveling and raveling. If there are long threads that are wrapped around both the upper beam of a weaving machine and a lower beam, and similarly with regards to two pieces of the same item of clothing, if, for example, somebody has a shirt or a cloak, which have been somewhat torn apart, and they are left connected by just one thread. And in all of these cases, a nega appears on one of them, either on one of the balls of the threads, or on one of these parts of the shirt. Even though they are connected to the other ball of thread, it could even be the same piece of thread. However, we view them separately, and therefore, the second one would remain pure. On the other hand, if the horizontal ear of threads have already been woven in between the vertical threads, it's just that it hasn't yet been tightened or straightened so that it will actually be part of the cloth that has been woven fully. But it's already in between the hor- the vertical threads, or the chassis ha'oimed, 
or if the nega appears on the vertical threads that are already standing in the wo- in the weaving machine and are being held tightly from the upper beam until the lower beam and they're all right next to each other there are a number of these vertical threads which are situated next to each other in this case if a nega appears on their surface they would immediately become tome with the nagoim rabbi shimon omer however rabbi shimon says Hashesi, with regards to the vertical threads, since they are very thin, only in her rotsuf, if they were right next to each other, almost touching, only then mitame would it be relevant for them to become tome with Nagoim and Sara'as. But if not, even if they are next to each other and they are all ready f- to be woven, since they are separated from each other, we are not able to view them as being like one for a nega which appears on their surface to be viewed as one nega.